Welcome witches to Witchcraft from A to Z, your go-to witchy podcast for finding the magic hidden among the mundane. My name is Elaine Evergreen, practicing witch for over 15 years now, and I'll be your host this week. This week's episode is all about jewelry and how this inconspicuous item is the perfect tool for the secret witch in us all. From rings, necklaces, earrings, anklets, and bracelets, whether gifted or bought, Jewelry is something everyone has at least one of, and unless it's pretty flashy or a pretty strange piece, most people won't even think twice about it. So why not take advantage of it and use what you have to improve your day and your outfit? Now, bewitched and magical jewelry is definitely not a new concept. Stories and lore from around the world contain all kinds of magical bling. From Percival's Ring of Invincibility, taken from a sleeping maiden's hand in Arthurian legends, to Sigurd's Cursed Ring, stolen from Fafnir's hoard in Norse mythology. If you want stories more recent, you can also think of Lord of the Rings or the Cursed Necklace in Harry Potter. One thing these stories tell us is that wearable magical tokens can be either bane or boon. Simple, inconspicuous pieces can be both enchanted and cursed, and your intention and creativity is the only limit when it comes to what you can do with these pieces. It could be as simple as a glamour that makes you more persuasive when wearing, or maybe a hex that just makes simple tasks a little harder than they should be, or you could be more complex, think protection from harm or infliction of emotional anguish. I'm more of a simple, easy-to-cast kind of witch myself, so here are a few things that I might do to a piece of jewelry to imbue it with the magical quality. I might enchant an anklet to always guide me home safely no matter how far I travel, or create a necklace that reduces anxiety and worry when touched, or maybe a ring that improves focus and concentration with spun. Imbue a pair of earrings that, when worn, improve confidence. You could even enchant an item that you plan to give to someone you care about that is specific to an issue you know they have trouble with, like finding love or speaking up for themselves. On the flip side, if there is a trait you wish someone would lose or stop, such as judgment or arrogance, you could create a wearable item for them to bind them or to reduce those behaviors. And... As with anything, you can take it a step further and hex or curse the item, but as always, I'd prefer this to be a last resort, though I don't think a hex of inconvenience would be so bad. Although I'm a big fan of creating your own spells, sometimes you need a template. I found this great guide for enchanting jewelry by Sylvatria. Start by thinking of the kinds of energies or properties you want to enchant the jewelry with. Happiness peace, positivity, calming, and create or use a sigil that matches your intent. You'll need four tea light candles in a color to match your intent or just white, crystals to match your intent, pick four of one crystal or two of two different kinds of crystals that correspond because correspondences are important, at least three herbs that correlate to your intent though you may use more if you wish, and sea salt. And well, of course you need that piece of jewelry, 
If you feel it's necessary, cleanse your piece of jewelry or yourself before you begin. To begin, prep for spell work in the way you normally do. Whether it's meditation, cleansing your space, casting a circle, setting up your altar, invoking deities, lighting candles, incense, playing music, whatever you need. Draw a circle on a piece of paper large enough to fit a medium-sized bowl in the center of the drawn circle. Draw your sigil. Place your bowl over the sigil and place your candles at the top, bottom, left, and right of the circles. If you wanted to use crystals, put one between each of the candles. If you used two different types of crystals, place the matching ones across from each other diagonally. If you wish to, draw the squares connecting the candles to each other and the crystals if you use them, though it isn't necessary. Light your candles. If you use crystals, pick them up and charge them with your intent. Take as long as you feel is necessary. Set the piece of jewelry in the bowl. Prepare your herbs to be added. You want equal parts of each herb and the sea salt. Enough to cover the jewelry completely when it's in this bowl. Because of this, you wanna make sure your sea salt is completely dry. As you hold each herb in your hand, before adding it to the bowl, state its purpose and fill it with your intent. Once all the herbs are in the bowl, use your dominant hand to stir the ingredients clockwise, channel your energy and intent towards your desire into the herbs and the jewelry itself. Visualize what things might be like with more of that attribute present in your life. Continue this for as long as you think necessary, however long until you feel the jewelry is adequately charged. Remove the jewelry and wipe any herbs or powder from it with a dry cloth. Blow out the candles, then dispose of the rest of the herbs. Recharge the jewelry once a month, either with the same method or purely with your own energy. And that's it. I hope you learned a few things that you can add to your magical practice utilizing jewelry as your medium. I'd love to hear from you all. So if you have any questions about certain attributes of an item, you want some witchy advice, or you just want to share something about your magical practice, please submit a message to me on my anchor page at anchor.fm slash witchcraft A to Z. I've shared the link in the description of this podcast, as well as any resources I may have used during the research for this episode. Don't forget to download and subscribe where you listen to podcasts and share with anyone you know who needs just a little more magic in their life. Until next time, witches.